Hello everyone, welcome to another episode of In Bloom Podcast or welcome back. My name is Abby Aslan if you are new here and this week I am giving you all the fine prints and the details of how to become a morning person and how becoming a morning person can change your life from an ex-night, I don't want to say I was a night person, but that sounds weird to say an ex-night person, an ex-non-morning person, that just sounds kind of not right. And I really think you guys are going to enjoy this episode. And I know I gave my summer morning routine in depth over the summer. And I will say my morning routine has really not changed since then very much, if at all. And that's episode is entirely different from this episode in the sense that that is a walkthrough timestamp in the details of my morning routine. If you haven't listened to that episode yet, or maybe you have and you just don't even really remember it at this point because it's been so long, I recommend maybe listening to this one first and then you'll have some context into why I do what I do. And then you can go and listen to my actual morning routine that has the timestamps and the details. And maybe that will help you get inspired for how you want to structure your morning routine. Before we jump into the episode though, I do want to start off with the quote of the week. This week's quote is from Pinterest and it says, we always work for a better tomorrow, but when tomorrow comes instead of enjoying, we again think of a better tomorrow. Let's have a better today. Once again, just another great to the point quote that really emphasizes the just power that and potential that your day holds that today holds not tomorrow not yesterday I struggle so much with staying present especially with planning a wedding and I just feel like time is slipping through my hands I feel like I'm literally standing in quicksand every single day and the quicksand is just time slipping away from me and it's the scariest thing ever especially because of knowing the holidays are coming up, knowing I'm getting married on New Year's Eve and the clock is just ticking and I'm just, I'm really, really tired and exhausted and I just so badly want to rot on the couch all weekend long, but it's like, nope, you've got to record a podcast and edit a YouTube video and film a sponsorship and catch up on wedding planning because work has just been, my real full-time job has just been so time consuming the last couple of weeks, um, really the last couple of months, but there's been a few not as busy weeks, but I've been doing other things on those weeks, such as my bachelorette trip two weeks ago. So it's just been a little tough, but I choose to do all of these things and I'm so thankful for each and every one of them. So I'm not complaining. I'm just saying your girl's a little tired and she just feels like she needs a little bit more time in the day. And with that being said, Let's work for a better today, not a better tomorrow, because I feel like a lot of the times I'm so thinking about what's next, thinking about what's on my to-do list tomorrow, next weekend, next week, three weeks down the road, and every time I get an empty moment, I'm trying to jump ahead, and I'm filling that empty time because I feel so overwhelmed by my to-dos, but the thing is, is I just need to remember They will get done when they get done. I know that I can count on myself to get things done. I'm a very reliable person. I'm a very disciplined person. The question isn't a matter of if things are going to get done. It's a matter of when. And I am a timely, punctual person when it comes to deadlines, whether they are actual literal deadlines at my job, my full-time job, or they're deadlines that I have set within my content creator job or their personal deadlines. I will reach the deadline. It's not a matter of if, it's a matter of when, and I need to just stop trying to fill my empty moments because I think that is what is running me down at the end of the day. Maybe not the only thing, maybe the fact that I just have a little bit too much going on right now, but also the fact that I'm really, I just feel so guilty in any moment when I have the opportunity to rest and not do much. And all of a sudden I am trying to rest and I can't rest anymore. And I'm like, this is wasted rest time. If the whole entire time I'm trying to rest, I am thinking about all the million other things I need to be doing. So With that being said, um, I think that I need to just be better about being realistic with my to-dos each day and really just focusing on that day and making things more digestible for myself. And I have said so many times in this podcast that I want to be enjoying this season of my life with wedding planning 
so much, but I truly feel like I'm going to look back on the last year and a quarter that I've been wedding planning once I'm married and be like, wow, I blacked out that entire time because that's honestly how I feel like it's going to end up being. I just feel like my head's constantly in this daze and fog. I dread doing anything social because I'm just like, I have so much I need to do and that's just not a healthy way to live. Um, but I'm still forcing myself to plan those things because I know once I'm there doing something social or doing something that's not working or wedding planning, I am thankful that I did that. But it's really hard to take that step to get myself to do those things. And I think that being more present and only focusing on today instead of tomorrow or yesterday is really helpful for me when it comes to making those plans for myself, whether it's planning to rest or planning to do something social because the second I start thinking about what's to come, I am way less likely to be intentional about my social life and rest and all of those other things. So there's a quote for this week. And I have two goals this week and they both relate to wedding planning and I am putting them in this episode to hold myself accountable. One is to go get my wedding dress, take it to an alteration place and get it hemmed. I've been waiting to do this until I have my shoes that I'm wearing because I don't want to like take just any pair of heels to put on while I'm getting it hemmed and then end up deciding on a completely different heel height and the hem not be right for the shoes. And I know that within an inch, it probably doesn't really matter that much, but I have had the hardest time getting wedding shoes. Wedding dress, easy peasy, lemon squeezy compared to shoes. Holy freaking, you know what? I just, I can't even believe that it's been this hard because I this is just isn't something that I thought would have been hard because as a new bride when I was just browsing online looking at you know dress inspiration I would see all kinds of different shoes and I'd be like oh my gosh there's so many shoes to choose from I love everything everything's stunning amazing wow fantastic love it but then it comes time to actually pick your shoes and you're like why does nobody have what I need Nobody, or at least if they, why does nobody have what I need for under like $150? Because you got me twisted if you think I'm going to be spending more than 200 probably absolute freaking max on shoes that I'm probably literally going to wear this one time. Not happening for me. Not in this economy, not with my bank account, and not with my willingness to spend on a pair of shoes. I have just had the hardest time and I have another pair coming in the mail tomorrow and if those don't work I'm literally just going to settle with something because honestly you're not really going to see my shoes that much at the end of the day. I have two or three pairs that I like already own that I think can work. Are they probably the best choice? Probably not. There's probably something that would go with my dress better but if you're not really going to see them I just... Like, is it worth all this stress and putting off getting my dress hemmed? And I really need to do it this week because I'm going out of town the weekend after. And I just need to go after work one day or something. And I, it's been stressing me out. I've probably ordered, I think at this point I've ordered four or five pairs of shoes. And I've returned like all of them at this point. Um, It's just weird because you'll think in your head, oh yeah, these are the ones, these are going to look great. And then you put them on and you're like, what was I even thinking? These don't even look cute at all or even mesh with the dress even when you think they're going to mesh with the dress and I guess it definitely depends on the type of dress you decide on because if you have a certain type of dress it's in my opinion I'm like really trying not to give any details away in the slightest about my dress that's why I'm being super vague but if you have one type of dress I feel like it's a lot easier to pick a shoe and you know the material of the shoe goes into it the detail on the shoe goes into it you know I'm not going to have If you have one style of dress, you're not going to have a big bow on your shoe or you're not going to have, you know, any bling on your shoe or you're not going to have a satin shoe. Depend. It all just depends. There's so many variables and you wouldn't think it's hard, but dresses have personalities and I honestly feel like I'm trying to just put all of the wrong personalities with of shoes with my dress and I think it's the right personality and then I put them together and I'm like, nope bad match doesn't work so that's my first wedding related goal and my second is to order my flipping flowers through something bar blooms because i've been putting this off for far too long but i am the most indecisive person on the planet and 
I just thought it would be a genius idea to be the person pretty much designing our whole wedding when it comes to the tablescapes and the florals, which why would you put that decision in the brain of the most indecisive person on the planet? I don't know. Um, Also in the hands of somebody who's literally so busy, but honestly, Something Bar Blooms is saving us so much money. So I'm not even going to complain about it because our florals at the end of the day, I have a good bit of credit from creating content for them and I am going to have to pay a little out of pocket, but even if I wasn't paying out of pocket, I think our total for florals is going to be like three grand, which is insane compared to what people are paying nowadays. And three grand is like the high, highest point. It might even be like 2,500. Um, it depends on the final decision we make, but I really just need to order them. But I have gone back and forth. I was going back and forth about the reception florals and I was decided on the ceremony florals. And then I decided on the reception florals and then I was like, mm, I want to change the ceremony florals. So everything just kept changing. And I think now I know what I'm doing. Um, so I want to get those ordered this week because I need to stop putting it off. Um, cause I, the last thing I want is for them to no longer be available and that would be tragic. So got to do that this week as well. And my gratitude this week, I just want to say I'm so thankful for the just safety and well-being of my family and my friends and hopefully you all as well. I know that there is just a lot going on right now in the world and it's really overwhelming and recording a stupid silly little podcast on waking up early in the mornings feels just dumb in ways but at the same time I know I view this podcast and me creating content as a job. I take it seriously and not just because of the money, but just because I've been doing this for so long that I, a part of me, you know, will always feel like I owe you all content, but, and not in a bad way, just in a way of like, you know, this is something that I've been doing for so long. It's kind of just ingrained in me at this point that I want to provide it and I feel I need to provide it. And with being a content creator and it being a job, it's hard because I don't really feel like posting anything on social media or YouTube or my podcast because it just seems, it just feels so like wrong. I'm just like, there's just so much going on right now. And I am not saying it in a way that I don't want to look like I'm doing something wrong. I'm saying it in a way that it genuinely just doesn't feel right. But at the same time, I know that it's a time where I'm looking for comfort and peace when I am getting online. So if anything, I'm just hoping hoping that my content can provide that for you all um, at the end of the day. Because it is really hard for me to like sit here and record this when I just feel like it doesn't matter in the grand scheme of things and none of it matters. But at the same time, I do take it seriously as my job. And at the same time, it's not like I can just stop working because I can't just be like, hey, sponsorships, never mind, I'm not going to post anything. But I can do that to an extent, which I have actually, we've delayed several things for my content right now because of everything going on, which I am very happy that a lot of brands are doing that. But at the same time, you know, it is people's livelihood. It's the people at the brand. It's my manager for YouTube's livelihood and it is mine to an extent. So it can't, not, everything can't just pause, I guess is what I'm saying, even though it feels like it needs to at times. But at the end of the day, I'm just hoping my content can maybe just be a little bit of brightness in your days. I know that there's just a lot of anxiety and heaviness and sadness that's just really running rampant because of everything going on and I encourage all of you to get informed and educate yourself at the very least that's you know the minimum I cannot do as an influencer is encourage you all to educate yourself try to seek out unbiased sources and information which is so insanely hard because so much is filtered through western media but then also social media is very specific and I just want to say my thoughts and my prayers and my heart truly goes out to everyone who has been impacted by everything going on, whether they are in Israel or in Palestine. There are horrible things happening and it's so hard to keep up with and I haven't been able to keep up as much as I would 
like to with everything going on, but I'm trying my best to keep myself informed on top of everything. And I encourage you all to do the same. And I really am just praying for peace for everybody. And I truly just feel so much for everybody impacted unjustly, the innocent people impacted on both sides because it's just so heartbreaking to see. And yeah, like I said, I feel like it's it's so hard for me to sit here and record this podcast because it truly just feels like it doesn't matter, but I hope at the least it can provide you some comfort or inspiration, even though I know that there are much you know bigger problems going on and it doesn't matter at the end of the day, but like I said, I hope it can provide you with some peace, comfort, whatever it may be. But let's go ahead and get into the episode. So I really wanted to do this because I truly remember, vividly remember, for most of my adult life, always wanting to be the person that could wake up early before the sun rises, is out of bed between like 5 and 6 a.m., does a morning workout before work. I used to just think people who did that were, you know, superheroes. And I haven't always had an issue. I don't want to call it an issue. Maybe I should rephrase that. I've always, I've been in a routine of working out consistently for a very, very long time. I have pretty much worked out consistently. I want to say most of my life just because of being so involved in sports. I definitely didn't work out a ton. I'd say like my senior year of high school to my sophomore year of college, but I think I was at least moving my body in some way, shape or form a minimum of like two times a week. So during that time, So that's kind of always just been ingrained in me and it's kind of second nature in a way to want to, you know, get some movement in. And I want to preface this episode by saying, you know, when you're looking to become a morning person or really kind of disrupt your current routine, I can't emphasize enough how important it is to take baby steps and, you know, maybe start with waking up earlier and then integrate working out if you're not used to working out and you're not used to waking up early. Or, I mean, if you want, you can just jump into all of it at once, but you will probably be like, whoa, what's going on? And have just like a lot of almost like whiplash in a way if you try and jump into becoming a morning person and working out in the morning when you're not used to working out and you're not used to waking up early that would be just like a shock to your system which maybe that's what you need and maybe it would be good but my fear with that is that people will it's going like really hard really quickly which in my mind I feel like you can burn out from a routine really quickly if you do that so I think it's good to kind of over the course of a couple months you know slowly integrate changes into your routine say you're wanting to read more, slowly integrate that into your routine and then integrate waking up early. Or if it's, I say working out because that's kind of just like the easiest example for me to give, but whatever little habit it is that you're trying to incorporate, which working out is definitely one of the harder ones to add into a routine. Um, you know, kind of remember that it's okay to take baby steps and you don't need to jump into everything all at once and you can slowly bring yourself into them and kind of just add things on as time passes and as you get used to each thing you're doing. But I am truly a firm believer that how you start your day undoubtedly sets the tone for the rest of your day. If you become a morning person, I can almost promise you that you will overall just feel so much better physically mentally and emotionally because you are giving yourself the opportunity and time to truly set the tone of your day if you think about it when you wake up at the last possible minute right before you need to start work or right before you need to get ready for work you're more than likely starting your day feeling very rushed and frazzled and frantic from the moment that you step foot out of bed as a result that's going to set your baseline for the rest of the day as frazzled and frantic since You're carrying that tone that you set at the beginning of the day into what you're doing the rest of the day, whether it's how you're feeling or operating at work or even in your interactions with other people. Ever since I have started this routine that I'm in now, this early morning routine and waking up early and going to the gym before work and giving myself 
a lot of time in my mornings before I have to start work, I have actually noticed a massive difference in my relationship with my fiance. And I've also noticed a huge difference in my emotional reactivity to things as well as just my overall kind of attitude at work. And I've never, I've never been somebody that kind of just has a poor attitude outwardly to others at work. I've just had a poor attitude internally. I'd say, you know, two and a half weeks out every month or my attitude is probably crap to myself internally about work. I never, I put on such a front at work. Nobody, a lot of the times, unless somebody's joking about it with me and I'm reciprocating the jokes, I really try not to, you know, let that attitude bleed outwardly and just kind of keep it contained. But anyways, I used to just be super emotionally reactive to things, big or small, that would impact me or stress me out. And it put me in this feeling of constant fight or flight from the moment I woke up because I was you know, waking up and kind of just not really giving myself any time in the mornings, giving really waking up at the last possible minute I could to be able to do everything I needed to do in the morning and then get on to work at the right time. And I feel like it would just put me in a fight or flight state from the get-go because I, from the moment I woke up, I wasn't giving myself any time to take things slow or breathe or give myself any me time to do anything. And from the moment I woke up, my day was revolving around you know, cramming things in the morning. And what am I going to do the rest of the day? It's going to be that same kind of energy because that's how I started my day. And you're going to kind of carry that with you throughout the rest of the day because I kind of view each day, you know, it's like clean slate. And when you're starting your day with waking up early and giving yourself lots of time in the morning to do what you want to do, whether that's sit on the couch and read a book or watch your favorite TV show or go work out or make an extravagant breakfast, whatever it is, when you're doing those things and giving yourself that time, it's, I mean, undeniable that you're going to be in a better mood than if you're just sleeping to the last possible minute and not giving yourself any time to do anything that gives you a little bit of joy, even if it's just a little ounce of joy. I just truly think that your whole vibe going into the rest of the day is completely different with the two scenarios. And I can say that because I've experienced both ends of the extreme here. So ever since I've started waking up earlier and taking control of my day and setting a better tone for the day from giving myself that me time and getting my endorphins flowing in the morning, I just feel so much less on edge and I don't feel so volatile and reactive with my emotions, which has been such an incredible change. So I really wanted to share that as a example or an example of how my I feel my life has changed from waking up early and it's wild because I I kind of talked about this on my personal Instagram and a reel the other day that I posted and I truly think it's crazy because at this point in my life right now and for the last year I am doing more than I ever have been at any other point in my life. I am like my responsibilities, the responsibilities that I have, I've never had as much going on as I do right now. But I've also never been as disciplined with working out and cooking at home and not eating out as I am right now. And I fully attribute that to honestly waking up earlier and going to the gym in the morning. It's created this discipline in me and it has like totally freed up my evenings and I say that loosely because my evenings are often filled with other work whether that's YouTube stuff or my actual job or wedding planning things I have that time in the evenings though now whereas before if I was working out I'd have to go work out and then all I would have time to do in the evening was make dinner eat dinner work out sleep and I just I'm so much more disciplined it's it's just wild and my body craves this routine every morning because it's so used to it at this point and I truly think that you know taking charge of my mornings and giving myself that three hour window or however long you want to say before getting up in the morning it's been life-changing for me because it's just a way for me to start my day how I want to start it and not starting my day with my job dictating what I'm doing you know what I mean because it completely sets a different tone when I am starting the day with what I choose to do and what I start want to do 
I just, for some reason, I just feel like I get more done because I'm, you know, taking control over that. Whereas the other hours of the day when I'm, you know, working my job, my job's controlling me. I don't know if that makes any sense, but let's get into some tips for really just how to become a morning person, especially if you're somebody who has never really been one. And I do want to say I'm not not a morning person in the sense that I have a really hard time waking up in the morning. I'm just not a morning person in the sense that it's always been really hard for me to do anything that requires a lot of effort in the mornings. I have never really been somebody who sleeps in very easily. I always have said, I, I kind of just have this running, it's, it wasn't really a joke at all because it's not funny and it's not a joke, but I just had this running statement, I guess you could say, where for the longest time, um, I was like, I've never slept in past, you know, like nine o'clock. And that changed when I slept in a room with blackout um, shades and like curtains, like both. And I slept until like 11. And I was like, oh, this is how people do that. Um, Because my whole life I had never had blackout curtains before. And my now fiance, when I was staying at his childhood home, um, one of the first times, I slept until like 10 or 11. And I was like, I have never slept this late in my life before. And even when I don't set an alarm on the weekends, I'm usually waking up around like 7, 8, nine at the latest and that's just I guess because I don't have blackout curtains so like the light is naturally waking me up but my fiance's his family's old home had complete just complete blackout I mean the room there was no light coming in at all so I literally slept in so late that's like the only time was at his old house uh his his parents old house um was when I would sleep that late or when I did sleep that late And so with that being said, you know, I've never really had an issue with being up in the mornings in terms of just like naturally waking up. But that's also to say that's only like 7 a.m., 8 a.m., 9 a.m. I'm not talking about 5 or 6 a.m., which is what I'm talking about in this episode when I'm saying becoming a morning person. Because to all of you who are working a normal job, including myself, being a morning person means, you know, getting up at 5 or 6 a.m. Because I know all of y'all know, um you can't be a morning person and go to the gym and everything waking up at 8 a.m. with a full-time job. That's just not how it works. And if it if you're doing that, then congrats. I guess you'd just start work later or something. But I truly have just been able to become a 5 a.m., 6 a.m. person because of these tips. So I wanted to share them with you all because I have never been a 5 a.m., 6 a.m. person, let alone a morning workout person. I've never been a morning workout person ever, ever, ever. I've tried so many times and it's like I would do it like twice in a week and I'd be like, you know what? That was enough for the year. I don't think I ever need to do that again. And then I would go back to my afternoon, evening, or just later morning workouts, especially in college because in college you have way looser of a schedule. So a lot of times I would just go at like 8 or 9 a.m., but that's obviously not realistic with being a working adult. So it needs to be 5 or 6 a.m. So the first thing to do is to set yourself up for the morning. And what I mean by this is you can't just expect to just copy and paste what you do at the time you usually wake up to the new earlier time that you want to wake up and expect it to just magically be easier and expect yourself to be inclined to get up early from sheer discipline. I think you and I both know that that's just simply not going to work. You can't just copy and paste your morning routine from waking up at 7 a.m. to your morning routine to waking up at 5 a.m. and expect yourself to follow through with it um, and make it a routine. If You, you can try that um, and you can let me know how it goes. It's probably going to be really grueling and terrible, but you can try it. And I'm sure you can make it a habit if you can just stick to it for like three or four weeks and then you'll be golden. But that three or four weeks is probably going to be really freaking hard. So to make it a little easier on yourself and to also make it more of a sustainable thing and not just a short term, I'm going to do this for a little bit and then fall off back into my old habits, which is totally fine if you do that because I think our routines change based on the phase of life we're in. That's just part of life. And my current routine, I don't know how long it'll last, but I hope it lasts a long time because I really love it. But you know, for sustainability purposes, 
you have to change what you're doing in order to make this more enjoyable because if you aren't a morning person right now, there's probably nothing about getting up in the morning that sounds enjoyable to you. Getting up early in the morning, like 5 a.m., 6 a.m., only the only people who say it's enjoyable are the people who have been and who are doing it, in my opinion, <laughs> because I know from being on the other side of it, I was like, nothing sounds enticing about that. Like, there's nothing you could say that could convince me to start doing that. But now that I'm on that side, I'm like, it's the best thing ever. You have to try it. <laughs> so I truly think that, you know, it's the people who are doing it and who are in it who can say that it's like truly enjoyable. But you have to think about this in terms of incentives or even in terms of consequences. So you need to incentivize yourself to do this earlier morning routine and wake up earlier. Or you need to have consequences on the days that you don't follow through with the routine. I know this might sound a little harsh and a little strict, but we're not babies. We can do this. And just an example, incentive-wise, is there a favorite drink that you have once you get up in the morning? Is it a coffee? Is it a tea? Is it an energy drink? Is it a green drink or green smoothie? Whatever the kids are drinking these days. Is there something like that that you just have every single day that's already in your routine? Or do you not have one in your routine that you could and you could add something to your routine that would kind of get you excited to get out of bed in the morning? I used to not drink any energy drinks and I would just have one cup of coffee in the morning when I got up. But when I started waking up at 5 or 6 a.m., initially I was, you know, no caffeine. I was waking up and just taking the day as it was. And it was hard. Um, I started after about a week of doing that. I realized in my workout classes, I was like, man, I'm in like a serious daze right now. Like I would truly just feel so checked out. And I didn't really love that feeling of feeling like a walking zombie or a exercising zombie, I guess you could say in my workout classes, because I was just not there. And after about a week, I was like, you know, I, I'll probably get used to this eventually, but I just really don't like this foggy feeling. So I started drinking half of an Alani New energy drink, and that has really helped a lot with just getting excited to get out of bed in the morning because I love them. I love like a lot of the flavors a lot. So I'll just be like, oh, I can't wait to drink my half of an energy drink in the morning. And they conveniently just came out with many energy drinks that are like the size of half of the regular ones, which I'm like were you guys thinking of me when you made this? Because that's exactly what I needed because I've just been drinking half one, sticking it in the fridge and then drinking the partially flat half the next day. So that's been pretty nice. But specifically the Witch's Brew that's out right now with Alani New for fall is my all-time favorite flavor of all of the energy drinks, honestly. It's like a caramel apple flavor. Probably sounds disgusting, but I promise you it's not. It's not like a super sweet caramely flavor at all. It's just... I, it tastes so, I feel like all of their other energy drinks, and I think it's because of the artificial sweetener they use, they have a, a kind of an underlying base flavor that you can almost taste in all of the flavors. And I'm not saying that in a bad way that they taste bad. I'm just saying they all kind of have a similar underlying taste, but the Witch's Brew doesn't have that, which is why I think I love it so much because it's just such a unique, distinct flavor that no other energy drink, Alani New or not, has. But I absolutely love that drink, and I get excited to have it in the morning. And maybe it's a breakfast even, maybe it's a food. I also typically every single week, I will meal prep these date bites. And don't come for me if I say this and then you make them and you're like, what is wrong with you? These are the worst things I've ever ate in my entire life. Don't come for me. It's an opinion. But in my opinion, they it reminds me of cookie dough, honestly. Obviously, nowhere near as sweet, but dates are naturally very sweet. And when you blend them up with oats and peanut butter and a little bit of salt and a little bit of vanilla extract and add in a few dark chocolate chips, by golly, they're pretty dang close and they're freaking good. And it's perfect because I used to eat Belvedas before my workouts, which no hate to Belvedas, no tea, no shade. I love Belvedas, they're great, but I was like, I kind of want to. I was just kind of in a position where I was like, I want to stop eating so much processed stuff. And I really wasn't even eating that much processed stuff. I just felt like between snacks and then having those, 
in the morning i was like i would much rather this be like a nutrient rich food or something a little bit more of a whole food that i would make myself in the mornings but i knew i if i was waking up at 5 or 6 a.m i'm not gonna make my life harder and need to make myself a breakfast before i go work out i need my breakfast to be ready for me you've got to make your make it easy for yourself you know what i mean and that's kind of what part of this point about setting yourself up is about you have to make it easy for yourself so whether that's drinking an energy drink so that you have energy that you don't have naturally, or it's, you know, setting yourself up by preparing your breakfast ahead of time so that you don't have to take the time or the energy or effort to do that. Because I'm the type of person, if I'm laying in bed in the morning and I'm thinking about the fact that, oh, I've got to get ready and then I've got to make my breakfast and eat it and take the time to do all that. And then I've got to go work out my head. The way I think that's what I'm thinking about when I wake up. And that is going to make me just close my eyes and say, we're not doing it and go right back to sleep. You know what I mean? But if I'm like, my breakfast is ready to go in the fridge. My stomach's scrumbling right now. There's an energy drink. All I got to do is crack it open. We're going. It's the best thing ever. It's already there. It's ready for me. I've made it easy for myself. I'm way more inclined to get up and go. You see what I'm saying? I made it easy for myself. And it tastes delicious. I genuinely get so excited to eat them in the morning. My mouth is literally watering right now thinking about it. And they're just so good. And you can find something for yourself. Maybe it's a banana and peanut butter or overnight oats. I've gone through overnight oats eras plenty of times too. But I really like doing the date bites. And they're just really easy to like grab and go too. So I really love them for that. But another way that you can set yourself up is to schedule something beforehand so that you have to go or pay if you miss. And... We're not paying for missed classes, missed workout classes in today's economy. It's not happening. Um, If you schedule workout classes ahead of time, which if you didn't know this, typically most fitness studios and workout places, if you schedule a workout class and you late cancel, which could be anywhere from 12 hours to 24 hours before class, you typically get charged a fee. It's usually not the full cost of the class, but I think some places it is the full cost of the class, which is like awful. I, cause then you're paying for the class twice and you didn't even go. Um, but a lot of places, you know, it's probably like 10 or 15 bucks that you have to pay if you late cancel. Cause you're taking somebody's spot that could have been there. But I will say F45, at least my F45, I don't know if all of them do this. I found out recently that they don't, uh, charge you a late cancel, which kind of sucks. I wish I didn't know that information because now I'm like, well, um, that was my sole motivation for going a lot of times was so that I didn't have to pay the late fee. And now that I know that there's no late fee, um, I'm probably going to end up skipping eventually. So with that being said, if you schedule things beforehand, whether it's, you know, a week in advance or scheduling all your classes or just the night before or day before, you know, go ahead and schedule them so that there's a consequence if you don't follow through and, like I said, this can work both ways. You can be incentivizing yourself or, you know, setting up consequences if you don't follow through. Or this is, I'm sorry, I'm using so many gym examples, but honestly, I feel like most people who are striving to wake up at 5 or 6 a.m., they're not just doing it to sit in their house and have a good time. I do that sometimes, don't get me wrong, but people who are looking to do this, I feel like most people are wanting to get something done in the morning, whether that's work or I don't know, going to work out. So that's kind of why I'm using the workout examples and also just because it is what I do when I wake up in the mornings. But having an accountability partner for the gym is also really great. My fiance, for example, he wakes up at 4.20 every day during the work week and gets to the gym at five and works out with one of his best buds every single day. And his discipline is admirable, um, to say the least. The days that he does not go because either you know, his partner's not going, or maybe he's just like feeling really fatigued and burnt out and, you know, needs to rest or he didn't sleep well the night before. Cause obviously we're human. We're going to have those nights. The days that I wake up and he's still laying in bed next to me, my motivation has literally jumped out of my body and jumped out the window. Cause when I see he's still laying in bed next to me, I'm like, Oh, he didn't go. I, I shouldn't go. But I will say I do usually end up getting up. It's just a lot harder to get up and go because something about, like turning over and seeing that he's not there and knowing that he's already at the gym and working out when I'm waking up. It's so motivating for me, but you can have an accountability partner, even if it's just like a friend that you're texting in the morning and it's like, Hey, are you up? Um, and y'all are just checking on each other every morning. It's 
a great way to get yourself into the routine and to hold yourself accountable. And another example of this, my brother told me about a long time ago, one, one of him or one of his college friends, I, I don't know if they were doing it. I don't think they were doing it for working out in the morning. I truly just think they were doing it to wake up early, but I'm not hundred percent sure. But I think it was like the, they did something to where if the other person didn't wake up or by a certain time, or if they didn't wake up, they had to pay the other person $10 or something like that. And I think it was if you had to like send a voice message or a, no, not a voice message. It was something to where they had to do it to where it like proved that they were, you know, no longer in bed. And it was something along the lines of that, but I can't remember. Um, but I mean, that, that's a consequence you're not going to want to pay. That's like the late fee for the class. You're just like having to pay a friend for, um, not getting up in time. So that's another, uh, consequence based way to set yourself up. Um, another thing, you know, I just want to emphasize is how much giving yourself the time in the morning, waking up two to three hours before you start your day is the best thing that has ever happened to me. And it will absolutely change your life because something about having that time to yourself is so valuable. I find that it's just quiet time because, you know, I'm not getting on social media during that time. I'm, you know, pretty much unplugged from work during that time. I, you know, I'm not going to be answering emails or getting pinged. Like I, and I know that that's the other thing. If I'm going to a workout class in the evening, a lot of times I'm like, especially if it's during busy season, I'm stressing about who's emailing me, if somebody needs something, what's waiting on me when I get back, um, that kind of thing. But in the morning, it's just like, it's just you and your morning and y'all are just having a time together and you can fill it however you want. But I truly think that your mood is just so much better by giving yourself that time because you just truly feel like you have so much more control of your day at the end of the day. And I truly just get so much more done because of waking up earlier because it's not like I, I'm not going to bed insanely early. I'm going to bed by like 10 at the absolute latest, I would say 10 30 some nights, but that's, you know, a less sleep night with, if I'm waking up at, you know, 5 45, 6, but it truly is so life-changing And the second thing I want to mention for helping yourself become a morning person is to have a set sleep schedule range. So you want to aim to wake up and be in bed and go to sleep around the same time every day. But you can give yourself like 30 minutes of wiggle room and that's about it. Your body will eventually naturally fall into this routine, which will make it so much easier for getting up earlier. And if you're going to sleep and waking up early or waking up at a pretty drastically different time every day, for an example, say yesterday you woke up at 7, tomorrow you're trying to wake up at 5.30, you went to bed yesterday at 11, tonight you're trying to go to bed at 9.30, and then the next day you're going to do something completely different, your body's just, it, it can't get in a routine that way. So one, I feel like you're always going to feel a lot more tired because of that because your body is just not on a schedule and it's not used to anything. And it literally is setting yourself up for a difficult time in the morning and you're creating a resistance to waking up. We want to be eliminating as many obstacles and resistances as possible when it comes to trying to become a morning person and waking up early. Because think about it, anything that's going to cause you to resist waking up early or you know, make it harder for you to get up early, we want to be getting rid of those things. And that includes, you know, having a very inconsistent sleep schedule. So, you know, aim for a 30-minute window. Try to wake up within the same 30-minute window every day and try to go to bed within the same 30-minute window every day. And once you've been doing this for at least, I'd say, I'd honestly say a week. That's just how I am. It doesn't take my body very long to like adjust to a new sleeping schedule, thankfully. But it may be two weeks, it may be three weeks. Everybody's different. You're going to get used to it. And then, you know, you're really going to be like, oh, okay, you know, it's time to go to bed. Like your body's going to know because your body has, you know, your circadian rhythm and your internal clock. And it's going to know, okay, this is the time I get up. This is the time I go to sleep. Like, for example, I, for the last like week and a half, I have been getting up at five and I was going to 5.30 workout classes. And I was doing that outside of my normal routine. My normal routine is waking up at six and going to 6.30 workout classes, but I was doing the 5.30 
because of the work project I've been on the last like two weeks. We had to start work anywhere between 7.30 and 7.45 in the morning and going to a 6.30 workout class just did not give me enough time, obviously, to, you know, come home, shower off, walk my dog, eat breakfast, make coffee and start my day without feeling really frantic. So I was like, okay, I'm going to push this to 5.30. So last two weeks I was waking up at 5.30 or waking up at 5, going to a 5.30 workout class. Well, that busy project ended this week. Thank God. So glad it's done. Um, just my provision that it's every quarter. And I had been waking up like that for literally just a week and a half. But this was like the first or one of the, it was either the first or the second day of me going at 6.30 instead of 5.30. And I naturally woke up at 5 this morning. And I was like, why am I awake right now? I was like, oh my gosh, I'm awake for my alarm. That's so weird. And then I looked at my alarm clock and I was like, oh, it's 5. That's odd. And then I was like, wait, I've been waking up at 5, except for on the weekend, um, every work day, you know, like the last like almost two weeks. So no wonder I just woke up at 5. And then I went back to sleep till 6 because I was like, I'm not going till 6.30 today because I don't have to go at 5.30. So, you know, you get used to it. And it just makes your life so much easier if you have that kind of set routine. And you definitely do not have to you know, maintain that on the weekends. I try to, you know, not stay up super, super late on the weekends, but obviously, you know, if I'm having a night where I'm going out or something, it happens. But I find that having those one-off nights, you know, as long as you're not like consecutively many nights in a row falling off the wagon, it's not going to be too, too terribly hard to just start over again, you know, Sunday night uh, going into Monday, in my opinion. And the number number third, (laughs) the number three thing to do is to appreciate the small things more. And what I mean by this is it's just going to make you cherish that time in the mornings more. That's kind of the cause and effect of this. If you, you know, appreciate the little parts of your morning that mean a lot to you, that give you those dopamine hits or that really just you feel are just such fabulous starts to your day. If you take the time to express gratitude for them, you're going to crave to feel that dopamine again. You're going to crave to just experience the goodness of those things again. And if you take the time to express gratitude for them, you are acknowledging that they exist. And by acknowledging they exist, you're going to want more of it. But if you never really take the time to acknowledge that it exists and acknowledge what's there that you are enjoying you know, you could be making things easier for yourself by just being like, wow, I really love this part of my morning and expressing gratitude for it. And you can make things easier because by expressing that gratitude, you're, you know, telling yourself there's this good part of my morning that I really enjoy, that I really love, and I want more of it. And then you're going to go after it because you want more of it naturally, if that makes sense. And that could be as little as taking the time to soak in the sounds and the smells and the sights of nature on your morning walk, for example, if you take morning walks, or even if you're just walking your dog in the morning. That's something that I try to do. I, especially in Houston, oh my gosh, especially right now, um, with it cooling off a little bit, it just feels so amazing in the morning, but it's still kind of hot during the day. So in the morning, I, or I'll think about, I'm like, wow, it feels so much better, you know, at 7 a.m. after my workout class or 7.30 a.m. than it does if I were to wake up later and be walking at 8.30 or 9.30, for example. So telling myself that and just really appreciating how much cooler the air feels and to hear the birds chirping before the traffic gets too crazy and everything like that. I appreciate those things a lot and I acknowledge that they exist. And maybe it's just acknowledging how much you enjoy your morning coffee or how much you enjoy getting to watch the sunrise just whatever little part of your routine there is in the morning that you just truly appreciate and love express gratitude for it whether it's mentally or on paper express gratitude for it because it's gonna honestly subconsciously going to make it so much easier for you to continue waking up in the morning and keep it in your routine and really make it a sustainable thing rather than a short-term thing because you're going to crave more of it. And number four is to stay off your phone for the first hour of the day. And I say this just because it's so easy to just, which I'm guilty of doing this still. I'm me saying this as this tip, this doesn't necessarily mean that I never do it. 
I, there are some mornings where I will wake up a little bit before my alarm or just wake up a little bit before I truly need to be up. And I will get on my phone. I'll check my email, um, my personal email, not my work email. And I'll maybe open up Instagram or, you know, Facebook, whatever. I'll open something up and I'll just give a quick scroll. But then sometimes that turns into me not wanting to get out of bed. And it's just like not set, starting my day off on a good foot. And it's also sort of, I, I know the Scanning Confidential always talks about it. I can't remember what exactly she says, but for the longest time, she's always said, you know, you're starting your morning off with tending to other people's needs instead of your own when you're getting on social media and you're like kind of just having all this stuff thrown at you and you're like trying to digest it all in the morning. And that's so true. And to stay off your phone for the first hour of the day, a great way to do that if you're having a hard time like breaking that habit of checking your phone and getting on your phone first thing in the morning is to work out or schedule a workout class or schedule something for yourself that makes mean makes you busy with your hands or where you can physically be detached from your phone very easily because the first hour you're awake you're totally unplugged from your phone if you know you're working out in the first hour of your day like I am for example or maybe you just plan to read for the first hour of your morning every day or 30 minutes of your morning every day and that will keep you off your phone as well but for example like I said I go to a workout class pretty much 30 minutes after I wake up and then I immediately come home and walk my dog and shower and I'm usually not on my phone until I walk my dog or even later than that most mornings and that is so beneficial because it keeps you off your phone in bed if you do that because you got to get up and you got to get going for the day but I think that that helps you just get up in the mornings but then also you know I really think that you can just transform the tone of your day if you're not starting off your day with being on your phone and consuming content on social media for the most part. And the last thing is to enhance the mundane parts of your morning. And I talk about this a lot when it comes to just romanticizing the small things in life. And I know a lot of people talk about this, you know, any little mundane chore task you have enhancing it by you know, putting on your favorite playlist or playing your favorite TV show in the background, whatever it may be. Doing those things is so, so helpful. But I think a lot of people forget that you can do that with your routines and just like your morning routine and night routine too. You know, there are mundane parts of my morning for sure, mainly when I'm going into the office, if I'm having to commute or getting ready that I like to romanticize a little bit. So maybe that's adding my favorite playlist, like I said, or TV show or YouTube video or podcast in the background that I enjoy to my getting ready routine. And this kind of goes along with the wanting to get up in the morning because of taking the time to express gratitude for something. Like I mentioned in the third point with appreciating things more, the small things more. If, you know, you are enhancing those mundane parts of your morning, they'll slowly start to become less mundane. They'll slowly start to become something that you look forward to and you enjoy because you've added an element of joy to something that was once, you know, kind of just like, eh, this is all right. It's kind of mundane. Maybe there's, you know, a podcast that drops every day or maybe there's a playlist that you like listening to a lot that you can listen to on the way to your workout class in the morning. And the thought of doing that or adding that to your drive to the gym in the morning is something that excites you. Then, you know, add that to the routine because it's something that's going to make it getting up easier for you because you are truly setting yourself up to have something enjoyable in your morning. And the more of those little enjoyable moments and those moments of joy that you can incorporate into your morning routine, the more likely that you're going to stick with it and it will sustain itself over time because, you know, you've integrated something that you enjoy into it and you've made it an enjoyable experience for yourself rather than something that you dread. It doesn't have to be something you dread. I think people think of early mornings and they think of these very rigid and structured and just overproductive mornings. And while that may be the case for some people, it can also just be, like I said, I don't know who want, I said earlier, I don't know who gets up in their or gets up early just to sit in their house. And then I said, actually, I do that sometimes. I usually have one day a week um, and on a week where I don't have other things going on, 
I typically don't work out on Wednesdays. So my Wednesday mornings, I wake up around the same time, but I just have a really chill, slow morning. I take my time making my breakfast and coffee. I, you know, really just romanticize my entire morning. I'll journal, I'll read a book and it's just the best time ever. But I and still enticed to get up in the morning and get up early, even though I know I don't have a workout class because I know that I can take my time to do what I want to do that morning. And I think about the fact that I'm going to be integrating something that I enjoy into my morning and that's going to make it, you know, more enjoyable for me. So I truly think that enhancing as much of the morning as you possibly can with little just hits of dopamine as much as you can, or just things that you enjoy it will make it so much more of an enjoyable experience. And it's just important to remember that it doesn't have to be picturesque. It doesn't have to be any which way you've seen on social media. It just needs to work for you and your intentions and your goals. And I think that before you start doing anything, it's so important to just sit down and ask yourself, you know, what's my objective of doing this? Why am I wanting to wake up early? Am I wanting to wake up early because Abby just sat here and told me that it changed her life? Yeah, you can say that, but ultimately you're not going to stick with it if that's your main source of motivation. Or maybe you heard me say, oh, Abby just, or I didn't say, but in your head you're saying, Abby said that this transformed her life and she just feels a lot more emotionally stable and balanced. And, you know, I would love to feel more emotionally stable and balanced. So that's a reason enough for me to want to try this. And you know, what's your why going into it with the morning routine? You don't need to do it just because of what you see on social media or, you know, the way you think it will, you'll be perceived by others. You don't want to do it for other people. You don't want to do it just because you think others are going to think you're a girl boss for doing it. Like you truly need to be doing it for you and have some objective set. When I went into it, I was like, I need some flipping me time at the end of the day. I was so sick of feeling like my job was dictating my every waking flipping hour because it really does, honestly, most of the year. You know, if, which I don't know, maybe I've just had like a bad year. I feel like I have in terms of just wacko things happening at my job where I'm having to do something like late at night randomly. That's always, it's always urgent (laughs) apparently. But, you know, just always being on edge because it was like I would wake up And I would do all my little things I needed to do and then I'd get on the work. Well then, you know, 5, 6 p.m. would hit and then I'd be like, okay, I'm going to eat dinner. But I was, I'm on edge every evening because I'm like, it's most months of the year, not every single month, but I'd say in like June and then in like November and December, I'm I'm like pretty safe from this. But every other month it's like, I'm on edge all evening. I'm like, am I going to get an email? Am I going to get a ping? Because that's just how it is for me. So I got really sick of that, quite frankly. And I was like, I need some time where I am not going to be on edge and I just know that I'm going to be unbothered. And I'm like, when can I have that time? When can I buy back some time for myself in my day to just be, you know, completely unplugged and like just give myself some time to do something without being so on edge that like something's going to happen, you know, or that I'm going to have to do something. And I was like, why don't I just wake up earlier? Why don't I stop waking or working out in the afternoons and move it to the mornings? And then I can get it out of the way with, with the day. Cause that was the other thing I was getting really disturbed. Cause sometimes somebody would really want to review something or we would have something really pressing that we needed to get done. It was just like a quick turnaround, but I had a workout class scheduled at 6 30 at night, for example. But then, you know, I'm still working at like 6 15 and I'm like, Oh my gosh, I I'm going to miss this workout class. And I, got, I just got really sick of that because it happened too many times. And I was like, I am tired of this dictating my life. So that was kind of my why was to buy back more time in my day and to just have some unplugged time. And also just to be, I don't want to say to be more disciplined with like my exercise routines. Honestly, I, I am more disciplined now in the sense that I very consistently go four to six times a week, depending on the week. But before I'd say it was like, a three to four max and both are great but I feel so much better and I crave doing it more often now because that's what I'm used to so that was my why but you really need to you know get a solid understanding of your why and you know what what is the true reason behind your motivation and your why so that you can remember it on the days that it's harder to get up but I hope this episode was helpful for you if you have been looking into becoming a morning person or just starting an earlier morning routine 
And I truly think that, you know, starting with baby steps, remembering your why are like two of the biggest things, but then also the tips I gave you all in this episode, but it truly has been life-changing for me. And like I said, coming from somebody who has never been a morning workout person or a wake up at 5 or 6 a.m. person in their life, it's truly just something that you have to choose. You know, you don't, you can sit here and tell yourself all day long, oh, I'm not a morning person. Well, yeah, you're going to believe that if you keep telling yourself that. But, you know, if you give it a shot, you can change the narrative. You know, it's in your hands. You're in control of that. Or you can just keep telling yourself that it's not who you are without ever actually giving yourself a shot. You know what I mean? So I hope you all enjoyed this episode. Be sure to leave a review if you did enjoy it. And follow me on my personal social media so we can keep up. And I also upload on YouTube once a week. So definitely check that out as well. And I will talk to you all next Monday and I hope you all have a fabulous week.